y'all to find about growing up, you know what I'm saying? Like, feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was, when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for, um, everybody black. I'm betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. This is an interview. We are doing hashtag how did we meet? And I'm so excited because I have Miss Kiana, Miss Kiana Edie on the show. And she's here. And I'm so excited because she's actually, we were just saying this, she is the first podcaster that was a podcaster when we, at the time of recording, um, I've had a few people that have been on the show who now have their own shows. Um, one of them is Irina George. She has her own show now. And I believe my friend Brian Millage of themillage.com has his own show as well. It's about, I think it's about whiskey and stuff, whiskey and conversations or something. And he, oh, whiskey and cigars, I think is what he calls it. But it's a fantastic (laughs) show. I'm I'm definitely listening to it um, as soon as he releases some more episodes, but, um, let's talk about your show. Cause we're talking about podcasts. We're talking about travel. We're talking about East coast versus West coast. We're talking about this South. We're talking about what else? We're talking about entrepreneurship and slaying goals and really balancing, you know, work-life balance. So please drum roll, introduce yourself to us. <laughs> well, hello everyone. My name is Kiana, but we're all friends here, so you can call me Kiki, and I host a podcast that's called New Geechee, and that was actually like a snippet from the intro, <laughs> but I am from a small town called Cross, South Carolina. Um, I was born and raised in the country of country areas of this entire planet. Um, I went on to study at Clemson University. Go Tigers. And if you recognize that name, we were the national champions two years ago before Alabama came and took the title back from us. I um, have been afforded the opportunity to move from South Carolina. I lived in Boston. That's where I met this gem of a young lady. And then I lived there for a quick second and got promoted to another job in Arizona. And I've been in Arizona for the last two and a half years. And when I moved to Arizona, I started up my podcast. It's called New Geechee. It's available on SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. I sit down with other young melanated professionals and we talk about life. And we basically kind of highlight, you know, what has been our own journey and also talk about like what makes us so unique like young professionals are amazing we're dope we're so connected and I just wanted to maximize on that opportunity so I'm just so grateful that you decided to have me today Miss Whitney and I have Whitney on the Nugichi podcast episode number 52 51, 51, 51. 51. Yeah, that was a good time. That was a good time. Definitely check out the the show, if not only to just see what we talked about, because we we did. We had a good conversation. And uh, I remember I was in Virginia when we recorded. And uh, it was just, it was so much fun. I love having these interviews because I think when you interview people that you know, it's, it's different than interviewing a stranger, right? Right. Absolutely. It has a different vibe a different width to it absolutely 
Yeah, I absolutely agree. One of the big things that I always said that I would do in my show was like, you, I had it had to be someone that I knew. And I kind of got away from that because you don't want to limit yourself. It, it stretches you to interview, interview people that you don't know, but it's always good vibes and it's easier when it's somebody that you know and are acquainted with. I agree. I agree. And I think it makes for sometimes a deeper conversation, um, but it is fun too. I, I, I do like talking to strangers as well, just because you, you get to sort of, you get to see that dynamic build and the, the rapport build too. But mm-hmm. we did, we met in, so let's, let's go into the, the, how did we meet story? Because we do that every episode that I, I do interviews, right? How did we meet? And it's so funny to me because I was born in Massachusetts, but right. I never really lived there. And at all. I think the, I was born in January, right? And mm-hmm. the year I was born, I believe we moved to Alaska at some point that year. Wow. So I never grew up in Massachusetts, but my parents did. And my grandma lived there forever. And until she retired and moved in with us, but it was just, when I went, I was there for work. And I remember meeting you at some event. Yes. We met at a Lightworks mixer. Yes. And this is circa like November 2018, like the beginner, the beginning of November 2014. Was it really 2014? 2014. It was 2014. That was four whole ass years ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, at this point, I think you had mentioned that you had just started your job there, your assignment there. And I had just moved there in October. So we are both like green, like what's up Boston, what it do. And uh, I think Boston does a great job of like promoting and circulating their young professional events. And so the crowd was kind of thick. And then I ran up on you. Um, It was some underground bar. You remember that bar that was underground that was downtown Okay. I maybe thought it was no, but I thought it was a wasn't it an NAACP event that she partnered oh, with Lightworks. It might have been, but I think it was a cult drive because I had considered bringing a cult that no longer fit me to this event. Um, yeah, but I it could have certainly event. no, it wasn't. I don't remember. I don't. My memory is trash, but <laughs> I do remember not having a coat because. I had to buy when I moved to, well, I didn't move there, but when I went to Boston for that gig out in Framingham, I had to buy a whole new wardrobe of clothes. Literally I landed in Massachusetts with flip-flops and it was, I believe the beginning of November. And the same night I landed, I had to rent a car and I went to Ross and I supermarket swept the whole damn store. No lie. I bought scarves, socks, the whole thing, my card, they literally put my card on hold. Like I got a, uh, the please call bank thing. Like my bank texted me and was like, are you good? Wow. Are you in Massachusetts now? What are, what, what are this? <laughs> and I was like, it was like, if you're okay, text back. Why? If you're not okay, text, or if you're not okay and you're not in Massachusetts, text us in. And I had to check, I had to check why. And I just <laughs> tore up the store about all these clothes. I didn't have anything to donate. I remember that. I didn't have anything. I had to buy everything I had on was brand. (laughs) (laughs) That I do remember. I felt bad. I was like, what am I supposed to do? I want to come to the drive. I mean, I can go back to Ross. I remember you bought this beautiful blue jacket because later on when we would meet again, we went to Urban Outfitters and I coerced you into buying this blue hat 
that went with your blue oh, jacket. I do remember that. <laughs> I had, that picture was so good. And I had this bomb scarf. So I had this, like, it was a super thick, gray, like, silver, shiny scarf. Of course, it was bedazzled because I'm Whitney and that's how I live. And it would just wrapped around my whole neck. I remember, I yep. still have that picture. Guys, yep. if you are listening to this, I'm going to post that picture somewhere, <laughs> somewhere on my Instagram because it was such a, you did, you were like, Whitney, you need to get this hat. Yes. The hat was everything. So did you enjoy Boston? I know there were a lot of events, um, Lightworks by Farah. I mean, she, she puts on some of the most amazing, she still does. I get newsletters from them yes. all the time, but did you yes. enjoy being in Massachusetts? You know what, Whitney, having lived here for three years. And when I left Boston, I said, I can leave Boston. There's nothing attaching me to Boston. I had a couple failed uh, attempts at dating and I had some great friends. You was never there. (laughs) Um, You know what I'm saying? So it was like, if I leave, um, I really, I love this place, but it's time for me to just grow up, I guess. Now I'm like, oh my God, I really liked living in Boston. And I think what I liked the most about Boston was like the scene. And it's a very cultural place. And people automatically, before I moved there, they were like, you moved to Boston, it's racist, you're gonna have to fight everybody, and blah, blah, blah. And the more that I learn about the city, yes, I know how it's like super segregated, but I never felt like I was like gonna have to square up on somebody because they were being disrespectful and racist. And so I didn't have that experience. As a matter of fact, I worked with white people every day. I love those white people. I've I entertained those white people. They were never disrespectful. And I think it was a lot of open dialogue outside of my job, even with me just roaming the city by myself, meeting people. So mm-hmm. Boston is the city that I say that I, I like spread my wings and was open to the possibilities. And so I didn't do much while there, but it set me on a path to want to do more when I moved. Mm. Yeah. So. I feel you. I didn't have a lot of, uh, I didn't have any like racist things happening. I had the same thing. People were like, oh my gosh, you're in Massachusetts. Cause right. you know, my parents grew up there. So they had nothing really bad to say. I mean, obviously there were bad parts of town and they were familiar. My dad did not live in a great part of Massachusetts, but I was never, I don't know. I was never super weary about it. And so like grown friends of mine were like, oh, well, you know, that's just not a great place. I'm like, well, you know, I'm having a great fucking time. Right. That's fried okra of my life. I went to a jazz bar that was as big as my closet. Like I'm having a blast here. And I did. I, yes. I Like you said, I wasn't there often because I wasn't living there. So right. I was, when I was there, I was staying in Airbnbs and uh, that was interesting because yeah. I was all over. I got to explore the whole you know, downtown, I was in Jamaica Plain. I stayed in uh, Worcester at one point. I was all over. I was in Framingham, Natick, um, Newton. Newton was my favorite, but I was all over the place. And um, those events were really important. That's why I stress, you know, so much to my, my people that going to meetups, being social, hitting up these events, it is crucial because, you know, you could have friends who are like me and literally all over the place. You could have friends that are married or have kids and you know, are taking care of a loved one and you want to go out, right? You're for spring chickens. We got to get out there. Hey, we did it. (laughs) So, so my favorite, I want to tell you this story. So my favorite memory, one of them is that 
gala we went to. Yes. Do you say gala or do you say gala? I say gala. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? The jury's out on which one is the right way to say it. I know. <laughs> I don't know, but we did. We guys, let me tell you, I'm not, I know everybody thinks I'm like over the top bougie and maybe I am, but when it comes to shopping, I'm not like, I hate shopping. I'd rather clean my bathroom most days than go to any shopping mall. Like I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. And I remember we, we went all out. Yeah, we did. We went all out. Mm-hmm. Shopping yep. shoes. Do you remember what you wore? Yes, I have that dress in my closet behind me right now. And I keep thinking, I need to whip this back out. Because, you know, here's the beauty. So in that day, we were all looking for dresses. And we had went to Braintree Mall. And we went to the store that I'd never been to. And so another mutual connection that um, that Whitney and I had is a young lady by the name of Roxanne. Roxanne, Roxanne? That's my girl. <laughs> and Roxanne is a thick girl like me. You know, Whitney, she's all nice and petite. But... We had, you know, we got a little extra stuff we got to hide. So <laughs> she, um, we went to the store and like, there was this dress that I would have never bought. Cause I'm like low key, super conservative and old. <laughs> and, um, yeah, y'all like conned me into buying this dress that had like lace, like lace bottom, like lace across the stomach. Mm. And, um, that dress was popping. The shoes that I bought hurt like hell. <laughs> but we was cute we were so cute I think all of us had on black or something like that I do too it was a fun it was fun and that's why you know these those are memories that we will always have and yes. it's it's just crazy how you meet people and and you go through those different things and, and everyone's doing something different in their life and have different focuses and different paths and stuff right. but you can come together get dolled up go out and just you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's fun to look back on stuff like that. Um, yes, for indeed. sure. That was a fun Massachusetts memory. Okay. So <laughs> let's, let's fast forward. Yeah. Let's fast forward to 2018. Yes. I want to talk about your show. I want to talk about the, the title of the show. I want to talk about maybe the title of some of your favorite episodes. Like what gets you hype about? Cause I feel like podcasting is something that it's still blossoming, like hardcore. I know everyone's out there like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast, but a lot of people say they're going to do it and most of them don't. So it's really just the few of us who actually have the balls to do it and then continue. Right. Like, but I want to talk about why you started and, and why you named it and, and what you love most about it. Absolutely. So when I lived in Boston and we would have these moments, I would hang out with the bros, the Omegas. And one night I went to the Omega's house and we were talking, we were drinking. And here's another thing that I miss about Boston. People had some of the most deep ass conversations everywhere. Mm. <laughs> like a conversation could flip into like educational inequality, any educational inequality, like out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? At the bar. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about some real profound stuff and it came up in conversation about, you know, if you ever felt like you didn't want to, Uh, work no more like you didn't feel fulfilled by your job then you should quit now I'm loving my job at the moment I'm like I would never do that who the hell would do that and this guy was like white people do it all the time like people who set themselves up for that can do that he says stack your bread 
take a small hiatus and do what you got to do. But, you know, culturally, we, we think we can't do that when we feel like we're at a disadvantage and like we're taking care of other things. And now that I got a good job, like I feel like I got to give back to my siblings and do more and you're not really saving that money. So that conversation kind of stuck with me. In that same conversation, he said to me, you have a radio voice. And I was like, um, never heard that one before, but thanks. <laughs> so held on to that. Fast forward, moved to Arizona, 26th birthday hit. I'm like, I gotta be doing something different with my life. Completely different. Like, this is not it. Like selling tires is cool. I'm making good money, but this is not it. So I ran back to that idea, like radio voice. Hmm. Maybe I should think about getting a job at the radio station. I've always loved music. This is a combination of things that I love. Someone said, you should start a podcast. I said, I know nothing about a podcast. What is that? Now, this is May 2016. Um, so I do a little bit of research. I start listening to what I think are the three introductory podcasts. The read, everybody starts with the read. Everybody <laughs> listens to the friend zone once they warm up to the read and realize they're so interconnected, they're friends. Mm-hmm. And then my girlfriends were like, you got to listen to my league till my taught okay. you. Those are the three staples. Started listening, decided, hmm, going to pick this up. Much like you, started doing voice memos in the car. Trying to get comfortable, trying to do that. And um, the podcast was really just a portfolio for me to show works that I could succeed in radio. Fast forward from May to October. I launched October 5th. Um, New Geechee came to me one morning when I woke up. I wanted my podcast to speak to like cultural experiences like my own. And one of the ones that I thought would resonate most with most young melanated professionals is that we all kind of come from a place but end up moving and navigating new spaces in life. So Geechee is the roots. New is the opportunities like living in New England, having spent my summers in New Jersey and then moving to the West Coast. And those new experiences help like shape and define and refine who I was. So that's where New Geechee came from. Um, and if you don't know anything about Geechee Gullah culture in South Carolina, actually along the coastlines of North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia and Florida, um, there is a cultural existence called Geechee Gullah culture, and it's really been the preservation of different African and Islander kind of roots, activities, culture, food, family, traditions, and they're really preserving this thing like it gets really deep and language. That's really big, important part. So, yeah, um, I say all that to say, um, you know, I ended up quitting my job trying to really like go balls deep into radio, <laughs> trying to get an internship. And um, I ended up getting one. It didn't last long. Not because I got like, fired. Like the show ended up stopping. <laughs> and um, I ended up getting another job, but I, I like this. You know, I really enjoy capturing these stories. And so it's been an experience just doing that. And I don't want to stop. And I'm trying to figure out like how this will continue to like intertwine into all the things that I want to do. Hopefully that answers your question. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no, I, I, uh, I knew, I knew a little bit about why, but I wanted people to hear it because I think it's important to understand the meaning behind things. Absolutely. And to get that background. Cause I don't know, it just feels good when you 
have that insider knowledge going in. Yeah, um, absolutely. I don't know. I'm pretty competitive. So <laughs> <laughs> natural for me to try to get as much information as I can. And, and I agree when you start out podcasting, you know, you, I did research. I started out on anchor, which now yeah. is a completely different, completely different app at this yes. point. I looked it up over, I think it was last fall. And I was shocked at how different it was. Like I messaged one of my old anchor friends and was like, yo, what happened? Anchor was, <laughs> was like a mini podcasting app. And that's where I learned how to, you know, talk in, in short, succinct messages. Like you only had two minutes. That's it. You got two minutes to get your point across. And then once you got your point across, you had one minute to interact with other people and respond like that's wow. it that's how it used to be it's different now it's weird I don't know I don't know how it works now but that's what I did and I, I learned I was like damn this is fun and I had the same thing right when people tell okay. you hey you have a radio voice hey you should do this I had people approaching me in the store while I was on the phone with my mom like <laughs> I tell that story and it's weird but like you said somebody tells it to you and it's almost like this divine guidance you know where absolutely somebody's trying to tell you, Hey, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And it sounds weird. And you're like, wait, what? Cause you know, as a little kid, I hated the sound of my voice. I don't know about you, but I would, I would hear myself on the voicemail, which not the voicemail. Yes, the, um, what was that thing called? Yeah. Wasn't it voicemail? The little machine. Yeah. Yeah. The voicemail. So but like the box, not the phone, the cell phone. <laughs> You know what I'm the talking voice, about? The voicemail, the voice machine, the voicemail machine. Hi, answering machine. No, no, no. <laughs> answering machine. That's what it was. That's what it was. The answering machine. Yes. So people, I would record because my parents didn't know how to do it and I would figure it out like super quick. Right. And I, would, I would record myself saying, you've reached the Coleman residence. <laughs> please." And I would hear my voice back and be like, oh my God, I sound like a mouse. Like Absolutely. Yeah. I hated the sound of my voice. So that's, you know, for anybody who is, who is listening and you had those moments, you have those moments or you, you have it in the future, pay attention because you do not know where it will lead you. You may end up liking it. You like podcasting, right? I like it a lot. You know what? That's so deep. When we talked about this on the podcast that we did together and you know, like how you came into this and it's so important, like that you should listen to what the universe is telling you. Like the things that happen to you every day are done with such intention. You don't even know it. So, um, I'm lucky because I don't even pay attention to the details. I'm a real big picture. So I'm always trying to figure out how stuff connects. And that was just like a defining moment. Like who knew something that somebody said to me in Boston would follow me out to start something new and fresh in Arizona. So just constantly like, don't like, I think people want God to be like, Hey, here's the transcript and manuscript to your life, dog. Like set out on this path and make it happen. It, if it was that easy, man, it wouldn't be any fun. So I agree. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. It's, it's work. I'm telling you, it's work. This whole, it's work. But that's what I'm saying. I think when you stick to something like, you know, you have, and like, I'm trying to, it, it shows, I think that effort pays off and, you know, it may be small payouts in the beginning. It may be nothing in the beginning, but at some point, like you said, something will happen. If anything, you have the experience, you have the stories, you have that documentation. Um, and it's yes. something that you enjoy. So it makes it even better. Right. There was, I, so I listened to a number of podcasts and recently on, 
NPR's How I Built This, somebody, I can't even remember who it was, they made a mention that, you know, the first draft of anything is going to be shit. It's, a, it's like a famous quote. And you got to start somewhere. <laughs> so the biggest thing that I think a lot of us do is we try to shoot for perfection out the gate. And that is what inhibits us from wanting to do something because it's not perfect. It's not, you know, it's not tidied up, but you just got to like literally jump off the side of a cliff and realize that you will refine and evolve over time in whatever it is that you're doing. So right now we have these podcasts that we're shooting at the house from, you know, I look at like, um, on the read, what's his name? Uh, kid fury, you know, he was in the house recording videos on his cell phone. Now he's working for, you know, loudspeakers network. So yep. you got to start somewhere and you, Issa Rae, you know, she was making, uh, adv- adventures of a awkward black girl. Yeah. You got to start somewhere and it will eventually lead you down the path that you're supposed to go down. It's crazy. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that. I think it was Brene Brown who talks about your SFD, your shitty first draft. She <laughs> talks about it a lot. Um, I listened to one of her books. I can't remember which one. I love Brene Brown, but yeah, it's, it's important to just to get it out there. And I was, I can't remember where, you know what I think it was at the 21 summit that I went to. Shout um, out to Blavity. I know. 2190. I had so much fun. I had so much fun. I did a whole damn episode. It was an hour recapping all the amazing people that I saw. I got to see my league speak. Oh, um, she's, she's amazing. Right. And one of the things I took from that weekend was, was that exact thing is that, you know, Issa Rae was, was good enough. And that means that you're good enough as well. Right. She started wow. out like her, her humble beginnings were good enough and your humble beginnings are good enough. That was something that stuck with me because, you know, it's true. She started recording. I was watching, I was, I was a fan of East so long ago that I waited for the new episodes to come <laughs> online. Like that's how much of a fan I have been. You're a real fan. <laughs> Seriously. And I watched her sort of develop into what became and she kept going and she had, you know, her group of friends and she just liked writing. And I was like, damn, that is so cool. But when you look at Issa, I mean, she didn't have, shit wasn't perfect. She didn't have perfect production. They weren't long episodes. Sometimes she couldn't do what she wanted to do. Like they didn't have a ton of money for clothes and all. She was writing regular ass shit. Everybody was. (laughs) And so it was like, and it worked and it was entertaining. And I never complained. Like I watched, I was just waiting. I was waiting. That's the only time I complained. I was like, yo, when is the next episode? WTF. That's how much I was looking forward to her episodes. And, you know, now it's, it's a huge it's a right. Right now, Issa Rae is a global phenomena at this point, you know. <laughs> but it. to know that her humble beginnings was her just being steadfast in her craft, it's yeah. like, y'all, we got this. Like, you can do it. Just start today. Start right now, and the fruits of your labor will manifest in due time. Exactly. Somebody will find you. Somebody will find you. My mom. My mom knows nothing about you know technology. She literally will take a picture of her Facebook on her computer and send it to us. <laughs> like it's hilarious. But she's very she's very certain that you know hard work pays off. And she's like, no, everything it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm like, you know what? I I appreciate that support because you know you need to hear those things. So as we talk about you know trying things, doing things, putting yourself out there, how are you? balancing 
doing all of this, you know, podcasting, work-life balance, just like meeting people, going out, having fun, trying to have a Boston experience or at least fun on the West Coast. How are you doing that? You know, that's a good question, Whitney. And if I can give you a timeline, I spread my wings in Boston. I came to Arizona and I went crazy for a couple months, like just social scene myself out. And then I buckled down around my 26th birthday when I realized like, okay, like life is cool, but this is not the path that I'm trying to go down. So um, right now, today, you know, it's, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but what will drive you to do the things that you love in simultaneous nature of the things that you have to do for the right now is that you just have to love them. And so um, the love is what drives you to kind of like make time to do it. Um, Being 20 something too, like I am coming down off the high of all of my energy, like all those nights that I spent out till the sun came up after the club, them are very few and far between nowadays. (laughs) But um. You just learn how to prioritize. Yeah. Maybe in the last couple of months, I beat myself to death. Like I was just trying to be everywhere for everybody. I was trying to produce all these episodes. I was trying to do too much. And guess what will happen when you do that? You will crumble, my nigga. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's what I did. Like not to the point that it was super crazy, but I acknowledged it. And to kind of combat that, I actually collaborated with somebody to do a self-care challenge. That's when I started like, I can't barely breathe right now. I'm doing too much. Um, So we did that. It's still available online if you go to my website. But it really was like a 14-day, like every day do something that will kind of help you to learn to be more mindful, help you to like recognize yourself more first. Like you are first. (laughs) And um yeah, yeah, that was the start of it. Now I think I'm coming into balance by journaling. I don't necessarily have a planner, but I I write everything out and then schedule it from there. That's so important. I'm also a millennial who hates my cell phone. So I finally gave in to like actually using my calendar. I really used to be like, who the hell do you think you are? You need to put me in your calendar. But now if I don't put it on my calendar, it's not going to happen. <laughs> It's just not going to happen. So yeah, you know, you, you just learn how to balance. You do what works for you. You know, like vision boards have been really good about like learning how to manifest what it is you want to do, putting it down. So you can't see it right here, but that's my vision board on the wall up there. And, you know, I get to wake up to look at that bad boy every day and um, just try to make more and more happen. And you'd be, you'd be surprised like how things continue to happen. Breaking big goals down into smaller goals helps out a ton. So those are probably some of the things that have helped me the most and literally like shutting down. It's not good. I don't want to get to that point. I want to incorporate periods where I can like break away for a weekend or something. But man, I'm coming down off the shutdown right now. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming up from a shutdown. Yeah. It's not healthy. Where you just yeah. be like, I don't want to do nothing no more. <laughs> I feel you. It's it's like um, it's similar to burning out. You know, yes. where you know you just have had enough. And it's interesting. I had something similar happen too in 
earlier 2018 where everyone, you know, I'm in Dallas. I'm trying to turn up. I'm trying to enjoy the new city and meet people and be social and do all the things I teach and preach all over yeah. the internet. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, wait a minute. I can't be hungover and try to run a business. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is not popping. I'm tired. I want to lay down and do nothing and maybe maybe leave my house to get a smoothie. Like that's all I have the bandwidth for today. And it became this thing where I was like, no, I, I, my priority shifted. Yeah. And I knew if I wanted the things on my vision board, if I wanted to show up for my craft, like so many other people who have visions and dreams that they're actually serious about, I had to actually get serious and like hunker down and stop dicking around. And that's exactly what you know, I had to do. And yes, it involves self-care where, you know, you're unapologetic about it. You're like, no, I'm going to get a massage. Right. Oh, I'm do what? That's so, mm. no, I need, if I don't get this, I used to get massages almost every other week when I was in San Diego. I had this amazing lady named Norma. If you're in San Diego, hit me up. I will send you her information. She's off yes. of Adams. Is it Adams Avenue? Whatever, whatever. She's amazing. And I used to go all the time and it was so important. I get migraines. I, you know, we get tense. I'm on the computer all the time. I travel all the time. My bag, my purse is heavy as fuck. Mm-hmm. I needed that. And realizing that, yeah, you got to make room for it, whether it's journaling, yeah. whether it's using your planner, whether it's using your words, whether it's reading affirmations, saying affirmations, like there are so many things you can do. Yes. But if you are, if you are in a space to work on work-life balance, plus having a you know, a nine to five and a a side hustle, those are important things. So do you have like one or two tips that you would give to someone who's in the midst of it, like struggle bus mode? What would you say? That's a great question. I literally just did a podcast and I dropped it and it's called, it's the God in me. The one thing that I think will guide you through anything in life, the good, the bad, is we have to recognize that God resides right inside of us. And so what that means is we usually know what we need to do if we take the time to listen to ourselves. (laughs) So my first tip was that you need to, if if you find yourself juggling 150 different things, slow it down. Just look like pump the brakes. It's going to be okay. Um, then my second tip was that you should journal. Like if you're like, um, full of thoughts, like I was, I felt like everything was happening. It was just happening so fast and I couldn't really get my hand on all of it. So I started writing everything down and then compartmentalizing everything from that point that helped me out a ton. The third thing that I kind of mentioned, um, in that episode was that you should, um, the third thing that somebody can possibly do is to clean up. Um, a lot of people feel overwhelmed because like everything around them is just a hot ass mess. <laughs> everything from like your emails, yeah. you know how many millennials I watch and they have like 50 text messages on their phone that grinds my gears. How can you dare <laughs> look at that every day knowing that there are 50 messages that you just are ignoring? Yeah. How? Yeah. Houseway. (laughs) So everything from cleaning up your text messages to cleaning up your room. Sometimes you got to like clean up your closet. That was one thing that I just recently did, like clean my closet. I felt like I had too much stuff and I was just overwhelmed. Um, And just like cleaning up your life, like cleanliness is next to godliness, period. And then um, four was fly off the scene. Like, here's the thing. In social media, we feel like we have to be 
prevalent, popping, and always posting to keep up. Um, Beyonce posts like what twice a year, and when she posts, like the whole world knows. <laughs> like it becomes like headlines in magazines, like yeah. sighting of Baby Blue and her siblings, like. Yeah, it's okay to fall off the scene because if you're taking the time to be better when you come back, it's worth it in the end. It's absolutely worth it. And then the last one was find what inspires you. Sometimes we're uninspired at the point of which you've burnt yourself out from work and you don't you don't like it anymore. It's not fun. You don't feel like you're producing. You got to go back to like, okay, why am I doing this? what is going to help me to get past writer or creative block or like this funk that I'm in and just find out what that is. For me, it's nature. For me, exercising changed my entire life over the last month and drinking hella water cleared my mind like no other. Like I feel like a totally different person from just one month ago because I incorporated those things into my life. So it happens it's not the worst thing in the world, but you just want to be able to recognize and have the awareness to then say, what do I need to do to make myself better? Because if you're not feeling the work that you're doing or you feel overwhelmed, then you're not producing your best work. That's true. So especially with podcasts and like, nobody wants to just be putting podcasts out just to put podcasts out. You want to be trying to give out your best finished product. So, you know, myself included, I just took a, took a little hiatus, fell off the scene. When I came back, I feel like I came back better. You know, some of the, I had my highest month when I came back after two episodes, like my highest downloads month. Mm. Um, So it makes sense. Like if you just take the time that you need to get yourself in order, it's going to be worth it in the end. I agree. I agree. Somebody recently was talking about, about doing that. You know, it's about potent work, potent quality versus just quantity. And I think most of us would agree we'd rather have good quality shit versus Mm -hmm. something just to have it. It's just, I think (laughs) you learn that lesson as a kid. You learn that lesson as a kid. It doesn't take very long where you start (laughs) to realize that, you know, too many weak popsicles are never going to be the same as one of your favorite yes popsicles it's just it's just not the same like you're mm-hmm. like fuck it i just wait you know what you can hold those i don't need those yeah, I like those guy, mommy. <laughs> i'll wait for the push pop i'll wait for that shit it's worth it and it, yeah. it really is important to um to make sure that we're putting out our the best work that we can and also giving ourselves credit for it too i i find myself sometimes being like yo Mm-hmm. chill yes <laughs> it doesn't have to be fucking perfect nobody right. cares that hard just be you um mm-hmm. isn't that a drake that's a drake lyric <laughs> he's like oh you do drugs now mm, okay just be you boo like that's exactly what it is and when i think when we do that it, it just it, it produces better results and yeah. so if you are in the midst of going through a struggle mode you're on burnout, you're on the brink of a breakdown, whatever it is, you know, those are some things I think slowing down is huge. And I talk about that a lot. You know, you have to slow down. What is it? You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. Going nowhere fast. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I listened to super soul Sunday conversations with Oprah. Oprah was talking with India. I girl. I didn't know India was going through the way that she was going through, but India Basically, you know, and Oprah gave her a synopsis that she was out of alignment. Mm-hmm. And when you're out of alignment, you know, 
you're no longer fulfilled or feel like you're working in your purpose. And so you have to get back in alignment. And that's, that's a major key when we're like out here, like trying to create and do things that we're passionate about. Um, it has passion, obviously follows purpose. Yeah. So, yeah. And that was, uh, the title. Do you watch Dear White People? Yes, I have watched that. So, um, I think her name is Ashley Blaine. Yeah. The, um, the girl with the braids from the show. Okay. The friend. Okay. The friend. Yeah. But she's mm-hmm. like my favorite. Um, she, she spoke at 21 summit and she spoke with, um, Oh, Robin Thede, Thede, Robin. Okay. Um, and they spoke about passion versus purpose. And it was an epic, it was literally for me, the highlight of the whole weekend. The whole weekend, that one conversation took my breath away, like epic, epic, epic. And that's exactly what I talk about. So if you're, if you're interested in hearing about all the people that definitely go back to that episode, because, um, that conversation was extremely powerful. And I think if you are somebody who's working nine to five, kind of being an entrepreneur, whatever you're doing, um, I think it's just a good conversation to listen in on because her story, I mean, India, Ari's story, these stories, even Oprah's damn story, they yeah. are not beautiful, like no. glorious pumpkins and rainbows and you, like their shit was hard. And yeah. I think we forget about that kind of stuff. We and do we look at India, Ari's, you know, her, her hit singles and, you know, her beauty and the life that she's created for herself. And we don't see all the shit that she had to go through. Um, you right. know, Issa, even Issa Rae talks about some of the shit. She was denied so many writing gigs and all the things people said about her and all the things that she wasn't allowed to have for whatever reason. And she was like, no, like those are the things that we don't see. And it's important. Yeah. It's, it's important. Really. So um, I, I want to talk one more thing we did not talk about yet. We didn't kind of got like real deep. Like, I know, I know. We didn't, we didn't brought the whole universe to this conversation. I, know, I know. I love it though. I do. And I love to, I'm lo- I love that you brought up Oprah and um, some of the different conversations because this is stuff that, you know, I talk about and I'm interested in and I think people who are listening are too. Um, but I want to talk about building relationships. Yeah. Because as somebody who travels, as somebody who's an entrepreneur, as somebody who has goals and, and who wants to do more, how yeah. do you how do you do that? How do you at least incorporate meeting new people and then maintaining those relationships? Because this shit is not easy, no, especially not. when you're busy. How are you maintaining that? Man, that's up for a debate. Like how well am I maintaining that? You know? Um I have always been a um, little chatty patty. Like to this day, I can recall like in the first grade when this guy came, he moved to our school and I was like, Hey, I'm Kiana. I'll help you acclimate. Let's, let's uh, get you all set up. And he cried the whole first day of school. And, um, you know, we're still, you know, acquaintances to this day, but I've been blessed with, I guess, with that bug, that ability to want to connect with people. And I think that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. is in this world, um, there's a lot of phony stuff that happens. There's a lot of shady stuff that happens. The least you can do is just stay authentic to yourself and just like 
have that authentic curiosity that you talked about that will kind of drive. And it's, it's, the, it's the most natural thing that you can do is um, just stay inquisitive and wanting to learn more. And that's how you kind of make connections with other people. So um, I'm very like fueled by networking. Like I get a high off of like, oh my God, I went to Chili's today. I sat next to Billy. I learned all about Billy's grandkids and his business that he started when he was 16. And now he's retired and he, you know, he lives part-time in Arizona and, and uh, Minneapolis, you know, like that stuff. I get a high off of it. (laughs) Um, But the biggest thing for me is I don't try to make this rocket science. I build individual relationships with people. So even if I met Whitney through somebody else, like I'm still going to take the time out to say, Whitney, I would love to connect with you more. Let's go grab a drink. Let's go get something to eat. You like to read less me at the library, you know? Like just trying to build that authentic, very personal relationship with each person is important. People want to know that other people care about their life. And so that helps that aspect. Um, and then when you have those connections that are solid with people, they want to help you. So now your personal contact turns into somebody who can help you professionally, who can help you financially. When I say financially, I haven't had nobody drop them dollars yet. But my leak till is one of them where she said that she was looking for the money to start up her warehousing. One of her friends who she had been connected with, who believed in her because they built this authentic relationship was like, boom, helped her get the business started. Mm -hmm. You know, like you never know how people are going to fit into the puzzle of your life. So it's just important to just be met with great people, take advantage of those spaces and places um, we were blessed that meetups.com was a great resource. A lot of cities are now sprinkling up different meetups for young people like yourself if you're trying to connect with those same people. But I also encourage you to step outside of your comfort zone. So where me and Whitney are very much alike is we'll go any damn where by ourselves, <laughs> Out of the country to a bar. We'll go to the movies by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, go out to lunch by ourselves. And you just Mm -hmm. like if you set out on the intention that this is going to be a great experience, by gosh, it will be the greatest experience that you had that day. And that's usually how it works out for me. So, you know, as I just joked that we talk about the universe, you know, it's crazy how things do kind of just work themselves out when you think about how positive different things can be. I want to meet somebody. This is going to happen. I'm going to say my leak name one more time and I ain't going to say it no more after this. <laughs> I love my leak tail. I think she mirrors a lot of the same qualities that I have about myself. I lived in Arizona. I had no job at the time. But this girl said she is dropping a live podcast. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get there. But I'm going to my leak show. So when the tickets drop, I bought one. I live in Arizona. Do you know that God will have it that one of my friends wanted to move to Atlanta the same weekend that Molly Till was having her show? She happened to mention it to me. I said, how are you getting to Atlanta? She said, I'm going to ship my car. and I'm going to fly. I said, why are you shipping your car? She was like, I mean, I, it's, I don't want to drive by myself. I said, oh, I will help you drive. Do you know I helped her drive? We got to Atlanta. And I saw my, listen, 
that was nothing but God and the universe like making that happen. So you just got to be like intentional about what you want to happen in your life and it'll happen. <laughs> it can happen. It might not happen when you want it sometimes too. I won't be naive, but it can happen. It can okay. happen. <laughs> and she and Malik jokes. Sorry, so we, this was second to the last time I said her name. She jokes about like when you're networking with people, you should go into the space that they are at least three times. So that was one time, baby. I got two more times before me and her are besties. You know, <laughs> she, said she said that. She said that in Atlanta at uh, Summit at Summit Twenty One too. She said that. It was yeah. a lot of women there had seen her before and they were like, Hey, we met before and this is time to Yep. <laughs> the clock was ticking my leak, but next time we need to be exchanging phone numbers. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. But but that's like that's some real game for you. Cause mm-hmm. it's like easy to play on a playing field with people that you know, but when you're trying to get to a place too, you have to surround yourself with people who think bigger, you know? like mentors, people who want, who are where you want to be. So that's how you accomplish something like that. Um, and you just gotta, you just gotta like bring your balls with you <laughs> and, um, pack em. yeah, you just gotta pack them and pack em, tuck them, whatever you gotta do, but yeah. you gotta bring them yeah. and, and use them wisely. Yeah. Wisely. Use them but wisely. You're, you, I'm glad you told that story because, you know, when you go in with, high expectations or good expectations or even none at all, you'd be surprised at what ends up happening. And I talk a lot about this when I, when I'm trying to help people learn how to network is, you know, I learned very quickly that when I go alone, it's often easier for me to connect because I'm not, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big sister of, of three. Um, I have three younger sisters and I'm very cognizant of my surroundings and the people that I'm with and the energy that not only I bring, but everybody else brings and that whole empath bit can, (laughs) can screw you when you're trying to network. Because even when you're trying to party, I would go out with people and you have that one friend who's so freaking needy (laughs) and they don't want to be on that floor. They want to go to that side of the bar. They're like peeping this guy, but they don't know if they should say something. They want another drink, but like they're kind of waiting for someone to buy them one. And you're just like, yo, this is my song. I'm trying to Snapchat. (laughs) And and you realize, or they're, (laughs) or they're late. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's so much value and just going and doing, you do not need the safety net because oftentimes wow. the safety net isn't a safety net. It's actually like, uh, what is a hindrance, it? Obstacle. Yeah. It's a thorn in your side and you don't need that just so that you don't, <laughs> you, you don't look or seem like the, the lonely girl at the bright pitch. Most people there are by themselves. Number one, number two, no one fucking cares. Number three, chances are the person that does approach you if you're by yourself, they're going to assume that like your friends, you don't know, like your friend could be in the bathroom when they approach you and they think that you're by, like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. You have to show up. And like you said, be intentional about what you're looking to attract and also being open to it. Cause if you do some shit and you're like, (sighs) I had somebody who was on my uh, story about me being at summit 21. She lives in Atlanta. Yeah. And I was like, oh, girl, why aren't you here? Because she's really into beauty. She does like beauty, all kinds of beauty shit. I was like, why aren't you here? There's a whole like beauty track. Like there's a ton of people here, lots of companies, like samples. It's great. She was like, oh, I didn't have any money. And I was like, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, if we're being honest, I, I don't know if I really believe that she didn't have the money to go because okay. I, I know based on her social media and the way that she shows up online, like when we want something, we can typically figure it out. Whether that means you have to volunteer yeah. or that means you have to get a, a, another friend to go with you and scour yeah. the internet for someone to get that buy one, get one pass. Or if that means you have to send an email and say, Hey, they had discounted tickets. But if you have it in your mind that you can't afford it, my leak gave discounts. Yes, she did. She had a promo code. Like there were people and a lot of people did that. So I'm just like, girl, so you could have asked somebody. I said I was going months in advance. You could have been like, hey, girl, hey, completely hit me up. But yeah, so I mean, she could have been like, hey, girl, let me, uh, let me hold, you know, I would have, I would have helped her out because I know she's into to beauty and she's been doing her thing and she's been trying, like I pay attention. So I would have hooked her up, but you know, I think like you said, being open and, uh, and willing yeah. to receive what's out there. It's again, I literally loops back to what we were talking about in the beginning when, you know, we're getting that divine guidance. If you really want some shit. Believe you can get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Believe that you can get it and that you deserve it and that it will happen. I mean, that's the whole point of a vision board. We don't yeah. do vision boards just because we like cutting shit out of magazines. Right. <laughs> That's not why we're out here. <laughs> it's not why we're out here. I've had vision board parties and it's so much fun to, you know, set the intention and, right. you know, so, okay. Can you share some of the things on your vision board real quick before we close out? Yeah, absolutely. So the biggest thing on my vision board right now is a beautiful cover girl photo of the Janelle Monet. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm nobody's fangirl, but Janelle Monet is like the entire love of my life. Like I love everything about her. Her music rocks my socks and she's just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I've been screaming for over a year. Like we need new music. We need new music. Little mama done came up with Dirty Computer and on tour. And guess who's going to see Janelle Monet on Saturday? And I was trying to figure out when I was going to go buy a ticket. Would you have it that I'm talking to one of my sorority sisters and she says, I bought an extra ticket. You can come with us if you want to just get a flight. So we're going to Salt Lake City. So I'm going. Somebody gifted me a ticket. Boom shakalaka. The universe always wins. <laughs> <laughs> drops mic. Yes. Yeah. So that's one of the really big things that's like crazy. Like I'm going to finally meet her. Um, another thing, get fit is on my board. Listen, working out, I work out three times a week now for the last month and it has like just totally changed everything about my body. And I know a lot of people won't go on air and say this, but like, I felt like, I felt like I even had an odor. <laughs> like I felt like nasty. Mm just eating, not exercising, not drinking enough water. And so like now I feel like completely refreshed, like skin is popping, like mm -hmm. just everything is just totally different. Peach is better, you know, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying like, it's, it's important like to get your health in check. And then I guess one other thing would be, um, I have one there. Do you need to stress more and heal? And at the time of writing this, I was like, you know, on the edge of my seat. But like I have since taken some very proactive measures to try to, um, you know, like get myself 
um, healed <laughs> and um, not harbor as much stress as I have in the past. And um, I'm really, 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 really proud of, proud of that. And a lot of that incorporates like reading, you know, um, just taking that self time to reflect and to write and to share. And then um, I've even taken it a step further and I've never said this and I said I wasn't going to share it, but I might as well. I have broken the idea that therapy um, was not an option that I didn't have to take. And I actually um, have a very dope therapist that I've been seeing uh, like twice a month. So, yeah, so important. So, so, so important in that um, I have the great 28 in the right hand corner. And I feel like, you know, sometimes we, we set like big goals, like house, car, mm-hmm. money, but sometimes the goals need to be a small ass heal, reveal, share more, love yourself more. And um, I think my vision board definitely portrays that a whole lot more this year than last year it was like money, new Gigi, travel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people are into uh, vision boards. It is never too late to uh-uh. compile a vision board. I know everyone's like, oh, it's like setting those uh, New Year's resolutions. And I, I did a whole episode on resolutions and how I feel about them. But I definitely <laughs> will say that it's important to have this vision. And sometimes, you know, visions take a little while to come to you. And you don't know you want something until you've seen it. And yes, you know, it, becomes a part of your thought process. They say we think the same thoughts every day and it, I agree, but we're constantly accumulating new ones, mm-hmm. letting go of old ones. It's like cells and, and that's just how it is. And you can create visions for yourself, especially if you're open to it. Yeah. Um, so create a vision board if you don't have one. And it literally, I've, I've, because I travel so much, I can't always have a vision board. And if I do, I don't get to see it every day because I'm rarely at home, but you can create wallpapers for your laptop. You can get stickers for your planners. You can post different things on a Pinterest board and look at them all the time. I have, you know, cars on my backdrop, you know, I'm a car girl. Like that's, that's always my vision. I could have an entire vision board just for automotive shit. Just for a lot of shit. But, you know, having those visions, that's how I got my car, the car that I wanted, the Z. I had that on my desk at work. I had a brochure. I went to the dealership. I got a brochure. I had it on my desk and I looked at it every day. And I literally ended up getting that car, the car that was on, even though I wanted one that was darker, I wanted like the platinum graphite color. I got the one that was on the, the vision board paper because wow. that's what I had. And that's what I looked at every single day. I manifested that exact car. Um, so it's powerful. So I'm glad you have one. I'm glad you look at it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm definitely excited that you were able to come on and we talked about all the things we said to talk about. Only thing we didn't is about travel. So where is the next place you are going or you want to go besides Salt Lake city to see. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm going to Salt Lake. Um, I know that we have been like blessed to have all these flight deals and stuff, but I am not going overseas out of the country until I visit the motherland first. And everybody's like, you know, Africa's a continent. Uh, duh, I know that. And it's huge. Right. So, um, what I would like to do first is I would like to get my ancestry done first. And then from there do a little exploration reading. And then, you know, maybe have a decision on, you know, maybe there's a place that I would want to go more. Um, but everybody's like, 
South Africa. Um, you know, I'm trying to get one of my friends to take me to Nigeria because I heard you can't just roll up in there. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta have a connect. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's really that's like super super important for me. And um, like I know you've had the opportunity to do a lot of domestic travel. Um, I I've had an opportunity to travel with my job too. And one place that I want to go, it's not domestic to the U.S., but it's domestic to North America, is Canada. I've never been to Canada outside of Niagara Falls. So I think I'm going to make that happen soon and very soon. Yes, (laughs) I'm down with that, actually. I just, I can't fuck with snow anymore. So that year that we were in Massachusetts was literally, I'm not exaggerating everyone, it was the worst winter they had had in, what, 16 years? Yeah, look it up, y'all. Look it up. It was Literally. the worst winter ever. <laughs> ever. That was the winter we were there. And after that, I was like, you know what? There's I'm good. No way in hell. <laughs> <There is. laughs> if it snows, I'm not interested. If it might snow, I'm leaving town. Like that's, <laughs> that's where I've gotten. I almost died on black ice one morning and, you know, no. pumping fuel. At, seriously, uh, pumping fuel when it was nine degrees was just not, it wasn't the move. It, I just, I don't see that on my vision board. You know, no, <laughs> there's no place for that on my fucking vision board. But um, but no, I, Canada sounds like a great idea, and I'm I'm definitely interested in going. I've heard yes. so many good things mm-hmm. about about Canada, and um, yeah, I'm excited. Not come back. Sure. <laughs> yeah, for everybody. The way this administration is set up. Listen, mm, mm. I ain't got time. <laughs> Might be a one way for real. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for episodes from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Reporting live from Canada. Reporting live, yeah. YOLO. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so thank you. Thank you. So thank please tell you. us all where we can go to watch your episodes, to watch your journey, to watch whatever it is you're doing next. Where can we find you? Awesome. So I'll tell you guys, kind of like the central hub of everything is going to be the website, New Geechee, that's N-E-W-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot com. Okay, so you can get the podcast there. I've been featured on a couple of YouTubes. I'm not about this video life, but um, <laughs> there's a couple of them there. And um, I also do blogs and do guest bloggers. So yeah, check all of that stuff out at the website and then follow me on social and everything is New Geechee with no space so n-e-w-g-e-e on twitter and instagram obviously the space in between on facebook and um the podcast is available on icloud stitcher google play and soundcloud so check it out check it out check it out check it out Mm -hmm. okay well i would love to have you back on the show we can talk about some more things maybe get a little bit get a little bit um you know a little bit extra we can do like a just like an x-ray. We should do something different. Yeah. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. If you guys have any suggestions or anything you want to hear, anything you want us to talk about, please send those in. Absolutely. Obviously, you know where to find me, Whitney DC Life on social media and also WhitneyDanielle.com. Right. And my email is there, Whitney at WhitneyDanielle.com. Hit us up. Let us know what you want us to hear. We'll definitely, definitely review some uh some suggestions because i think we should do something cool i want to do something like that hasn't been i'm always always brewing yeah in a good way i'm always brewing i'm like what can what can i do that's a little different a little risque maybe undone you know not done 
Yes. I'm with it. I'm with it. I, but I'll, I'll say this to you, Whitney, and I appreciate you for having me. Um, the context in which I met you, again, you were somebody that I was like, oh, she got her shit together. <laughs> and so uh, I don't know if you remember, you had like recommended this book. Is it Richard Dyer? Um, Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer. Yeah. You recommended this book to me. You know, you were about your latte life. You was trying to put me on the yoga. So like, you know, it's only right that we have this very amazing, like just beautiful, tranquil, um, how the yes. universe will conspire to bring you what you need. Yes. Uh, so, cause the, you know, at the point of my life, you were somebody that I certainly needed to be exposed to. I, this is my first, okay. Disclaimer. I'm from the country, the backwoods. So to meet somebody like Whitney, who's like city girl, traveled the country, like went to Howard university, <laughs> um, is in the IT field. It was different. It was a different dynamic, but we have so much in common at the same time, but I learned so much from you. So I thank you for that, my friend. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. We should do like a sultry, like a sultry, you know, soul session almost, you okay. know, we can, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll That's figure true. it out. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> Well, guys, definitely add us on social media. We definitely appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you next time. Absolutely. Adios. Cheers. <laughs>